campaign that investigates the impact of new science, technology and funding on the attitudes and behaviours of the millennial HCP and questions what the future of medicine looks like through the eyes of someone who's grown up in a culture of constant connectivity. Episode 6, The Impact of Technology. A conversation between Adam Emmett, Interactive Director, and Dan Whedon, Head of Strategy at Havaslinks EU. What's going to happen in the here and now? What's going to happen in the next three to five years? And you've only got to think about things like telehealth and the fact that the guest speaker was talking about by um, 2020, for example, 80% of, of GP consultations can happen in the home. So you've got to think about that sort of technology and think about how that's going to shape the future of healthcare provision. I think you also got to think about organisations like Microsoft that are investing heavily in AR and their own HoloLens technology that enables those kind of interactions, those face-to-face, so to speak, interactions to, to happen remotely. So I think there's a lot of um, remote healthcare provision that's going to emerge. I think wearables is a really interesting area and wearables again has been around for a long time and the challenge posed at South by Southwest is who's actually doing really doing something with it beyond counting steps and heart monitors who's really using the data that wearables can now provide to make a true impact on healthcare provision and I think we'll see more and more of that to go back to the point of Big data is now there, but it's about the application of big data and how we're using it. But I liked the term um, when they were discussing wearables of, of becoming forgettable tech. The idea of it being ambient, working away in the background, didn't require the user to engage or input. It was capturing data and analysing data all the time and feeding that back into the healthcare professional or a system that would then tailor the treatment or tailor the response. So I really like that idea of of forgettable tech that could be something you wear, could be something implanted, something transferred on your skin. Even um, footwear companies, and I think it was Adidas at South by Southwest, which had uh, technology in the soles of the trainers that again could capture balance, running technique, um, motion, could capture distance run, steps, all that sort of stuff, but with a view of helping people adopt or change their, their running style to be more ergonomic or more healthy. So, one of the things that we have to bear in mind with all of this is how we talk about that data. So, it's great having invisible tech, but how do we make it in such a way that is just not zeros and ones? How do we start to interpret that? There there was an article that I read about uh, LinkedIn in the past two years. Data analysis and roles for data analysis has gone through the roof. The thing that they still can't do as data analysis, though, is humanize the story in some respects which is where we kind of step in i mean we do our own data analysis and it's always going to be the interpretation of the 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 call face of that 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 humanizes the story again i'm going to say the word story quite a lot i think in this um but the other thing as well that you talked about there about this you know this this invisible tech 5g is something that's being spoken about quite a bit now and that's that's going to enable this internet of things that We've been hearing about that for quite some time now, right? This internet of things. What does that actually mean? How does that happen? And when we started talking, we talked about this improvement and this increase in, you know, how tech has become so the norm, how it's become so technological, no, how it's become so advanced and how this science fiction is becoming science fact. And these little advances like 5G are the enablers 
for making that happen. It, you know, we will be able to have fridges that do talk to each other, but it's making them talk to each other in a meaningful way, right? Mm -hmm. we, you know, the, the futurists of the world will always say, you want to do this with that piece of tech. But what we're seeing is if we, if we link back to the data, the conversation, the everything else that we've talked about, about the humanity, it's humanity that will drive that and connect it. You know, do we really need our fridge connecting to Amazon to be, you know, do we want, does that remove that, that level of choice that we have? And it, that kind of thing is, is, is probably one of the, um, the sort of thoughts that we might have at a more philosophical thought with all of this tech. I think that's quite an interesting thing when we start to talk about this invisible tech. What's the psychological impact of that? When I know that some company like Adidas has got my data when I'm wearing their trainers. What does that mean? So how do we give that back? How do we interpret that? That's one of the things that I'll always be pushing for, I guess, in all of this. I think we're also be only beginning to see just the very infancy of some of these emerging things like big data and cognitive computing and things like that. Big data has been around for a long yeah. time, but actually we're now very good at capturing big data and storing big data but now the focus is about how we interpret big data, how we make it meaningful, how we then drive programs or interactions or experiences based around that big data that can lead to a personalized or a tailored healthcare program, for example. Now that's just one way. Um, I think also with cognitive computing, you know, you think about, again, IBM Watson, uh, an initiative that's been around for a number of years, but you know, working with, for example, Memorial Sloan Kettering, they're suggesting that IBM Watson is, is still in its infancy, it's still in its learning phase. So we, I think we're yet fully to see the potential of something like IBM Watson at the minute it's learning, at the minute it's taking in all that information and data. I think in the coming years, we'll really start to see it come to life and really start to see the payback from an initiative like that. I think possibly the, the one new sphere of, um, of tech um, for me that we haven't really we, we've, we've explored it, but we haven't really explored it fully, is, is VR um, and how we start to tell stories in, a, in the 360 environment. How we approach putting someone into the, the role of um, telling their own story in our story. So, you know, with companies like Verse and, you know, Chris Milk and the guys that we saw at South by Southwest, they're exploring how us in that role how we can how how we can get them to interpret what we want them to interpret but also you know where does that lead us how does that psychologically impact us and i think that's an interesting role for for vr when we talk about adherence when we talk about you know um smoking cessation for instance you know how do we how do we change people's habits that is one thing that's that's really exciting for me is, is exploring this psychological impact of putting somebody into a fully immersed story or a fully immersed um, example of, of what's actually happening to them internally. If you continue down this path, this is what will happen. And I think, you know, when I've, I've we've, we've run these things um, with the headsets and everybody's got to experience these things, to watch people's reaction is quite something actually. You know, they are jolted they are there is definitely bigger impact than them simply watching a film we've always understood that you know the emotional impact of theater of film of story but now when you're fully immersed and you have nowhere else to move the impact is incredible 
that's something that I, I think really I'd like to see us explore more. Um, not, I mean, we often bring these things to the table at Congress, but for me, how do we bring that in a clinical setting? Is there, is there an opportunity for that in a clinical setting? In a millennial healthcare provider, they are more, accept, accept, they are more accepting of something like that because it's you know we, we train people on how to tell stories that we want them to on iPads and things like that but what does that mean you know when we give them a headset when we give them the the full immersion VR experience how do we how do we have that conversation with a patient if I'm a HCP for instance that's another level of uh, of understanding and of storytelling that we need to start to to embrace I think a little bit I still see clients that come to us and say we want virtual reality Okay, but, but why? What's well? They had it at stand last year. It looks cool. That approach to the technological zeitgeist is being changed because of the apps that we have now in our pocket. 4K capabilities in our in our pocket. We've got image stabilization when we use our iPhone six. I did a lot of filming with the iPhone six. It's fantastic. It's you know we can edit. We can we can do all of the stuff that we can do on high end computers now because of the improvement in the chipsets that we've got, because of the improvement in the, the monitors, the, the, the way that we display that stuff on our phones. Everybody has that capability now. So that means as, as creators of high-end stuff, like we are as a company, we have to get that better. I mean, we are obviously doing that all the time, but I think it's, there's always, once upon a time, it was other agencies that were nipping at our boots to get, you know, to, to do better things. But now it's actually people. Now it's actually those people that have got access to all of this stuff, that are sharing this stuff online, that are nipping at our heels. You know, I think maybe that's something that we really need to need to think about when we're doing this stuff. Everybody can be a director. Everybody can tell a story, and it's it's that that's really driving excitement for me. Is is just that rethinking and that re um, reimagining of who we are as people of how, you know, as a patient with a, a certain disease, I can go online and tell my story. And I can be completely honest because there's no, there's no, you know, I'm just telling my story. I think that's really interesting. I think that, that world is a really interesting world for us as marketeers and as, as, you know, as a communications agency. I think it's a really interesting thing.